Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're joined again by our favorite Rex enthusiast, Aaron. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back again. Of course. Glad to have you on. Hopefully, everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We, uh, we're back from the, the holiday, hopefully uh, oh. ready for more Star Wars. I'm glad the Star Wars didn't actually take a break. Remember last year, we had a lot of strange breaks with Rebels. Absolutely. And I that's do remember thing. that. And I'm happy it's not happening because I'm looking at this going, we might get episodes all the way up until, let's say, the Christmas break now. Without yeah, we, it's been go, go, go. There's been zero breaks. I and mean, it's been it's been really cool. I like it. That's fine yeah. with me. Remember nope, last, I, year, last year, didn't we have like two or three week breaks at times? It was like one episode. Yep. We had to wait a month. And... Yep. And it was, it was very odd. sporadic as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this has been very 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 nice. So I, I really yep. appreciate that. Um, anyway, in case it wasn't obvious, this week we'll just—I can't talk today. Uh, we'll be discussing the seventh episode of Rebels season two, titled Stealth Strike. But I think William, you had one or two announcements you wanted to touch on before we got started. Yeah, not a whole lot going on uh, unless you count the flood of trailers for the Force Awakens. I think we're getting at least a good one or two a week. Um, so obviously we're not we're not going to cover them in detail, but want to at least call them out if you are excited for the film. Man, it's hard to believe it's less than three weeks away. Isn't that mm-hmm. cool? Uh, <laughs> the trailers, so cool! I can't wait! I can't wait! And they still say absolutely nothing. Isn't that the best? They, yeah, they still they're still giving us more scenes and and that sort of thing. But yeah, overall, there's not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot of details that they've. Added. I think the most recent trailer includes a uh, some more dialogue from um, Supreme Leader Snoke, but other than mm. that, not a whole lot. So, anyway, uh, so I think that's it with the announcements. I'm just glad we had episodes all throughout Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. and for the next few weeks it looks like. So, with that, uh, Tom, what, what's this episode about? Well, let's see. We're going to be reviewing Rebel Season 2, Episode 7, Stealth Strike. This was written by Matt Mcnovitz and directed by Brad Rao. The synopsis, and it's basically short and sweet, Kanan and Rex are disguised as stormtroopers for a rescue where they've got to go get uh, Ezra and Commander Soto. And they were pulled out of hyperspace by something that I don't think we've seen in the universe anymore, but... That's jumping ahead of our, or not in the universe, yes, really. We haven't seen yet, that yet. Until yet. Point. Yes. I'm sure so, Stephen has a lot. I have a couple of things okay. to talk we'll about here. Oh, come on! Oh, wait a minute. Okay, for, for, okay. First off, first off, it, it opens with the crew of the blockade runner is going to investigate. I guess they're missing some rebels. There's a patrol out there, and Ezra, I guess, is forced to go help Commander Soto with this investigation. Well, no, he, he actually volunteered. Yeah, well, he volunteered. Yeah, oh. this was this was something I, I, I this is something I really enjoyed later on because you know one of the things we talk about a lot is how Rebels sometimes seems to hit the same notes over and over. Every episode starts with Ezra starting to train, and then his training goes south because Rex and Kanan have different ideas about how they sh- 
how it should happen. And we all laugh, and then we go on with the episode, and something else happens. And Ezra start, is on this patrol mission because he's tired of it. He's just done. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going home. And or, you notice he didn't, we didn't even get a training uh, scene with exactly. at the beginning. I remember maybe we didn't get one last week as well. I think the episode opened with Hera giving out assignments. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember at this point. But, like, yeah, as soon as we complained about how every episode opened with a training sequence, it disappeared. Nice. <laughs> Way to go. So I guess we can take credit for that? No. <laughs> I would take right. credit for it. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Anyway, so, Steven. Ooh, do I get to talk about this now? I, I, th- okay. I think we do. Is this time? Okay. It's because so Ezra is, you know, he's on this ship, right, with Commander yep. Sato. On the Corvette, specifically. On the, on, yeah. on the curling Corvette. And, and yeah. he senses something in the Force, that something is about to happen, and then... Ta-da! Pulled out of hyperspace with <laughs> a, an effect I don't... Wait, 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 wait. Steven. I, I'll Pulled get there. Pulled out of hyperspace, that's not possible. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, so I I first want to say I really liked the effect of the ship being pulled out of hyperspace as, you know, the traditional blue of hyperspace transitions to like an orange and a red and the ship kind of rends out of control as it careens off. And I thought it was really well done. Now, that being said... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay. I keep keep interrupting you. I'm sorry, Stephen. Wasn't that animation the same one we saw uh, when they tried to drop the the phantom out of hyperspace? While they're in hyperspace, they tried to drop the phantom out. Uh, I, I it looks pretty anime. similar. It's, I've it's, seen it's kind it of somewhere. A weird look, not, I feel like I've seen it actually in Star Trek. I've, I, uh, I feel like I saw it in the J.J. Abrams movies, but I'm not uh, positive. Well, I'm almost positive it was in the first season of Rebels. Okay, that would also be handy, because that makes me feel slightly less bad about it. But, <laughs> anyway. So they're pulled out of hyperspace night. By an interdictor, which is a very classic expanded universe ship. I'm trying to think where we saw them used most. It was really popular in X-Wing, the X-Wing series, the Thrawn trilogy. They used them a lot. Um, but they're Star Destroyer type ships with four massive bulbs where they have these gravity well projectors mm-hmm. that are used to pull ships out of hyperspace. And they're really cool. And I always appreciate them. So I was really happy to see that apparently they have made the jump over to uh, the new, I don't want to say non-Legends universe, but Ooh, the new camp. Something survived! They're cherry-picking, yeah. and that's, I guess that's okay, but, yeah. It's it's exciting to see something but, pulled from the uh, the stuff we used to love. <laughs> Although... Well, we still love it, it's just, you know, legend? Except this. <laughs> Except <laughs> they also it's poured it over now. kind of poorly, which disappointed me a little bit. Okay, so... I like, shouldn't... So, so, what are your complaints, Stephen? Okay. Because so, I actually really like this. And, and, and oh, no, as someone who, no, remember, I, having read all the books, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily an expert in the specifics of, of each ship, right? I, I'll, I'll confess, I forget a lot of this, this information. So, you know, maybe the, the exact size of the ship or the exact capabilities or, or whatnot, um, I don't always remember. But the general concept I'm, I'm familiar with. For sure. Well, let me so, help. So, watching this episode, there wasn't really anything that bothered me, but I'm I'm very curious to get your, your as, well, as our so, ship expert. I, I'm very okay. So, so okay. Wait a minute, Stephen. You have the floor. So let me now. let me put on my my teaching uniform. I'll take my <laughs> like pointing my chalkboard, whatever. So, as you know, when you ship 
ships can't jump into hyperspace from inside of a planet. And that's because Correct. the planet has a gravity well, you know, that exists, that disrupts hyperspace and you can't jump and yada yada, whatever. Um, not actually that important. Except that what an interdictor cruiser does is it creates a gravity field that is strong enough to pull ships out of hyperspace. Cool. The start of the episode did that perfectly. I was incredibly happy with how they portrayed it. I was good to go. Until, and I'm going to skip ahead a moment, and we'll come back to this later. Later on in the episode, makes a comment about fire the gravity well protection. I just like, that doesn't, no, that's not how it works. That doesn't make sense. How do you fire? No. Um. But other than that, I was really excited to see it. Okay, so, so, so just, just to recap. It's it's the fact that he said fire the the exactly if he said activate the gravity well projector I would have been fine, <laughs> but it. because he okay. said fire I was upset. Maybe he meant fire it up. Uh, okay. The, okay. You know what? Fire up the that. gravity well projectors, and he just said okay. fire. Okay. I would say point and shoot, but otherwise, right? Can, can can I can can I at least not try to defend this admiral? Which I found very. I thought he was a little comical because he felt he. I thought he was comical because he felt like he was so. Um, I was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, that was he felt. He he felt I, straight out of uh, the original trilogy. Um, yes. Just like you know they had. Hey, you know we need to add extra. Over at you know, um, at, the, at the studios in in London, they just got someone off the streets. Right. That's exactly how he felt, and you know, I think that's intentional because in the episode guide they do say that his design is modeled after uh, the extras in the original trilogy. Well, the other thing about it, I, I loved where it's like he just had this air of, you know, I know more than you do, especially when he was talking to Callus. And it's like, dude, seriously? I mean, somebody could see right through you that you have no clue what's going on. And I'm sorry, but Jabba the Hutt, oh, I'm sorry, Ezra is going to burn you. And I think Callus <laughs> even saw that coming. Yeah. And not even Callus, I'd say everybody on that ship but this Admiral saw it coming. That's true. Mm-hmm. Although I did appreciate how how when Ezra was captured and he tried to use the name Jabba the Hutt, the Admiral called him on it right away. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. You are way too small to be Jabba. But I do know someone else who goes by the name Jabba, and that's Ezra Bridger. I like how word is finally starting to spread. Mm-hmm. I I really liked this Admiral for the most of the episodes. I felt like he actually felt like he was he was smart. Mm-hmm. You know, Sato comes in, and he's like, oh, we're from the corporate alliance. He's like, no, you're a rebel. We know what yeah. you've been doing. And Ezra's like, I'm Jabba the Hutt. He's like, no, but you are Ezra Bridger, and I know you too. Like can, can I? Can I? It just it worked really well. I thought. Tom, you had a question. I was going to say, can can I just throw this out there? He was almost, and and this is probably the weirdest thing to describe him as. He was arrogantly smart. He had that. Oh sure. That, he was the he yeah. was the, the quintessential imperial officer. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it was lovely to watch this guy just get his ass. But I mean, butt burned. <laughs> <laughs> So, Aaron, I, I have a question for you now. Uh-huh. Speaking of other things that did, I think the Empire well, should probably work on. Okay. <laughs> so, Sato makes a call out about how they're getting pulled out of hyperspace to the rest of the crew, of course. And then Sabine's like, oh, I was in the Academy. And I heard about a ship with a gravity well projector. Like, I feel like this is, you know, this is a test zone, a top secret project. Why, why do the recruits know what's going on? This, this seems like a security flaw. You should probably look into that. Huh. Yeah, somebody's... Uh... 
blabbing, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. That is interesting, especially because she would have been so young. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, may, I imagine it's probably like scuttlebutt that, you know, they just hear things and hear things and rumors get passed around. But still, yeah, that would and be. It is, I, I, in fairness, it is a fairly large ship now. It's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger, I think, than in previous descriptions. Um, you know, I don't as... think I don't know if it's top secret. I think it might be. You know, it's not like on the scale of like a Death Star where you would keep that project secret from everybody. That's I true. I could see you know them saying, "Hey, we can now pull ships out of hyperspace and actually wanting to strike fear into the hearts of." The yeah, because no then way they, you can avoid they, that thing, right? If it's in and your they path, could de- it's too late. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they could deploy many of those if they were able to finalize the design and get it working. So that could be. Um, you know, just added to their regular arsenal, whereas the Death Star was a special, special instance. Exactly. True. Um, but I, I did really enjoy the inclusion of the of Interdictor. I don't think we ever got a name for it, but um... I thought it was Interdictor. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, wow. it's close I know. That, I know that's the class, but surely there's you know one that's named True. it. <laughs> well, and the ship is brand new enough that. So this is interesting. I'm I'm very curious about the timeline because. In the episode guide, it says that the ship, um, the blockade runner is actually one of the first ships that the in, the experimental interdictor pulled out of hyperspace. So it hasn't been active very long. It's like one of the first uh, times the ship has been used in, in practice. Right. So I'm curious, you know, or have other interdictors been used around the galaxy before then? And, you know, when exactly, this is something we don't know, when exactly did... Sabine leave the academy because she heard about it in the academy. I'm sure they had to be building it for multiple years, mm-hmm. for quite a long mm-hmm. time. But she heard about it in the academy. She then left the academy, became a Mandalorian, as we found out in last week's episode. She was a bounty hunter. Sorry, became a bounty hunter. Um, bounty hunter for some unspecified amount of time, and then uh, joined the uh, the rebels and our, our heroes. So I'm very curious about that about that timeline. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, the, as we, again, prove later on the episode, clearly there are some design flaws they might want to work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so the, perhaps, there's a few. Oh, come so on. So perhaps Empire this is... Design flaws? What? You know, there's a small it, it thermal exhaust wide, part. It was one time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, I did like the, the, the scene when the interdictor finally pulls the... Uh, the blockade runner at runner out of hyperspace you get that it almost looked like felt like a new hope where you have the interdictor above uh, you're in the cockpit of the the blockade runner and you see the interdictor flying mm-hmm. above and kind of like the beginning of a new hope and it really gives yep. you a scale of the the size of the ship uh, which which i enjoyed and i think steven as, as you mentioned the ship is larger in the show than it is in the expanded universe yeah so perhaps that's... a couple of uh minor upgrades yeah very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, one other note we, we talked about before we get to, I think, the my favorite part of the episode. Well, there's a bunch of favorite uh, there's parts. Many, many yeah. Parts, but, but, yeah. When you're talking about the comedy troupe that, that appeared in the exactly, middle of this. Exactly, but I, I think I can safely <laughs> say it's probably Aaron's favorite part as well. But um, before we get to that, Ezra and Sato are captured, as, as you mentioned, right? And in the same scene where they're talking about, you know, Jabba and, and everything, uh, I believe actually one of you, Tom or Steven, one of you guys mentioned this. Um, Sato says that he is a member of the Corporate Alliance. Mm-hmm. That I was think it was fascinating because remember, the Corporate Alliance 
sided with the separatists in Attack of the Clones. So the corporate alliance is still around. You know, it's interesting because I think I th- I want to say it is in one of the new novels, uh-huh. but they comment how oh, I can't remember where this is from, and it's driving me nuts. But there was a comment made about how the war, the uh, Galactic Civil War, is in many ways a simple continuation of yep. the uh, Separatist War, except mm-hmm. now the rebels have taken the side of the Separatists, yep. and that this is part of the way Palpatine justifies everything that's happened is because hey it's, war's still going on not our fault yeah I, but I, I love that <laughs> inclusion of like you know we, we saw obviously there are direct parallels between the the rebellion uh, the sorry the empire and the republic but you don't get as much of that with the rebel alliance and the separatists more they're often seen as two separate groups mm-hmm. the fact that the same entity it has well we clearly sided with the separatists and in this case Sato's using it as an excuse like hey I'm not a rebel I am part of the corporate alliance so they're not maybe publicly sided with the rebels but the fact that they're using that as a as a front um, is is really interesting to me and that and that the corporate alliance is still around because um, I mean I believe um, oh, I'm gonna forget his name now. There, there were multiple representatives representatives from the corporate alliance in attack of the clones so um, hmm. that was a nice little touch I liked it but the really cool part... The meat of the episode. The of the episode yeah, the, f- the fun of the episode. Is Ezra... <laughs> sorry, not Ezra. Uh, I keep doing that all the time. For some reason, I'm so used to saying Kanan and Ezra that when I'm talking, I'm thinking of Kanan and Rex, I instantly say Kanan and Ezra. Um, but Kanan and Rex are sent by Hera to go rescue the, the ship from this interdictor. Kanan, of course, is less than thrilled to be working with Rex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I and wouldn't say less than. News. I wouldn't say less than. I, I think uh, th- there's a couple things about this before they before they leave. One, the crack about the armor is the best. Oh, oh. So, Aaron, do, do you have any thoughts on all, this, on all on all these seat scenes? I, I want to get your take. What about it? Just like just in general, what, what did you think of the the, 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 the dynamic? We have the, the very beginning where they're sent. Um, you know, where Kanan and, and Rex are, are kind of bantering back and forth and, and King is talking about how, you know, he doesn't want to work with Rex because he's a stormtrooper and he's correct to know he's actually a clone trooper, that kind of stuff. And then we get that great scene where they actually uh, don their armor and get their equipment. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. I was rolling um, pretty much the entire time once this banter started, um, especially where Rex is adjusting his armor yes. and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I was joking with a couple of my my buddies. And I was like, "So that uh, that really happens to you, TKs, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, you have no idea. We we get such bad armor wedgies. It's awful." <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then and then on top of that, I have to admit, the one thing I love the most out of that whole exchange between the two of them is when that shuttle appeared. Okay. And it's like Kanan is like, you know, why do we keep stealing these things? Or, or and then I think, I think it's just like I think it's the same one. <laughs> it's just, it, it oh. just, yeah. It's the just the best exchanges so... back and forth. I was mm-hmm. laughing at this it was episode. So well written, and the writing was great. Oh my yeah. gosh! And, and the, the, the deliveries. Oh, indeed. Oh, the the two of them are fantastic. And just the fact that like we see them all the time. With imperial, you know, weapons and vehicles and armor, and like, 
And so finally to have that that called out with where where you know Kanan is wondering, you know, one he makes fun of how the armor fits on Rex as we said, and then two mm-hmm. he's like, how does the Empire keep letting us steal these things? Yeah. All the Imperial <laughs> yeah. shuttles. Every episode they've got. Whoop! Here's another Imperial shuttle. Here's another Imperial shuttle. Being a return of Jedi. Yep, you've got an Imperial shuttle, right? All the time they've got one. It's nice <laughs> to hear them acknowledge that. They actually did that multiple times in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they acknowledge some of those things that we as fans point out a lot. It's like, ha ha ha! You know, look how bad of a shot these stormtroopers are. And later, Rex complains about how you know he can't see with this bucket for the stormtrooper bucket, and makes that it wildly was, inaccurate. You know, that was the best when oh he took God, it off his head, so threw and it down the threw floor, it. And hit <laughs> the guy that was what did it for me, I think. <laughs> but wait a minute, I think I think I've come up with the plausible reason of why a stormtrooper cannot shoot out of that helmet. If you take a look at the original visors of the clones, they had more of a field of view yeah. with the visor because of how that visor was made up to where it was a T, whereas the stormtroopers are more like goggles. That's why they can't see, and that's why I'll tell you, I would love to have Rex on my baseball team because the way he threw that helmet and hit the guy on the head, that's a strike, <laughs> man. That's a dead strike down the center that of the plate. So that was so perfect. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, any, well, any, I, so as someone who's, I'm sure, worn both types of helmets, any perspective here? Well, the uh, there are several different kinds of stormtrooper buckets, at least from the original movies, and uh, my my stormtrooper friends are going to shoot me, but um, I can't remember which one has a flat lens, and there are a couple of them that have bubble lenses. So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's actually not only do you have a reduced field of vision in the stormtroopers as compared to the clones, but then you've also got this bubble effect going on. So it's almost like you're wearing drunk goggles all the time. Wow. <laughs> so. Whoever designed the uh, the stormtrooper armor for the for the Empire? I hope Vader shot him. Or, or him. <laughs> I, was, I don't think Vader okay. shot anyone, but yes, probably. And and and, and Kanan makes it a comment later. And this armor doesn't protect you from anything. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yes. That was the third one. And really it it doesn't, obviously. It just uh serves to make them look pretty while they're standing still. I mean mm-hmm. it's <laughs> more intimidating than anything. It yeah. has no functionality other than to make somebody basically go, ah, a stormtrooper and yeah. run. It's purely yes, strike Pretty much. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard any stormtroopers walking around like at a convention or anything, but they oh, yeah. would not have snuck up on anybody ever. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, all these all these little quips about the armor and not being able to see, I'm just like, yep, yep, I, I know exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's probably, and I also like the part where, um, Rex starts complaining about, or, or Kanan says, calls him out on being a terrible shot, and Rex starts looking at the blaster like it's the blaster's fault. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, it's this stupid mm. So so great. I, I, just, I love how they... Oh, so funny. Yeah, I just love how they play to, to the common, you know, complaints, or, or at least jokes that fandom makes, right? Yeah. <laughs> which, was, which was great. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, this the entire thing was just very near and dear to me. So <laughs> we also get a really great um, painting on the inside of the the Imperial shuttle of of Kanan and Rex. Now that was action. classic. That was, was I beautiful. loved it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I would I have, love to see that show up somewhere. Yeah, I have a couple friends that work on Rebels, so I'm like 
dude, can you get me like a high res something of that, please? <laughs> please <laughs> a print, please, please, a, please, a picture, please. something. I just, I need that for like, I don't know, Everything. wallpaper on my computer, or my phone, or something. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh yeah. And Chopper got a new, actually, well, Chopper gets a new paint job too, which I like very much more imperial black and everything and grays. As it um, should be. But I, I forgot with the the one odd thing about the artwork, as much as I loved it, is the fact that it's on the inside of this Imperial shuttle, and they're going to be sneaking onto the interdictor. Now, yes, it's in the it's on the interior, so in theory, nobody should see it. But if you know stormtroopers were to board that ship for for some reason and look in the cockpit, would they see the um, this painting and then you know realize what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they, I know Sabine didn't realize this beforehand, but they they basically docked that with the interdictor under the guise of having, uh, I would assume, some kind of you know reactor issues or engine. It, it was like a two cause... five three, I think, or yeah, no, was it a, a four two one? <laughs> I'm, I'm... <laughs> so I would assume that would mean that the Empire would want to keep their distance. In case you know it were to explode or something, but I, again, Sabine didn't realize that was their plan before she painted that, so that was kind of a, I guess, an afterthought. But that's true. And actually, Stephen, you brought up the the protocol. Not yeah, that was so. I because this dialogue, you know, a few levels too low. This was one of those episodes where I was laughing the entire time. Like, this was a good, like, 45 seconds of Rex and some Imperial drone talking about, oh, no, it's a, we've got a 453, so we're going to need to go into 257 to do, you know, well, I don't know if I can let you do that. Well, if you look up Protocol 9-4, you'll see that this is allowed in cases of 253. And it was <laughs> one of those just, scenes where after it was done, I had no idea what had happened, but it was really funny. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. It, it. it also reminds me of... It, it was kind of relevant, too, because I, I watched this over Thanksgiving um, with my family. I was back home visiting family, and I was talking with my brother, who is working at a, at a grocery store. And a lot of times when he's, like, doing, you know, checking out stuff, um, he, he'll he think and, like, you know, oh, this, you know, it's not a Kiwi, it's a 3457 or something mm-hmm. like that. And so, you know, all of the... All of the most of the produce, but all that he thinks is in like the numbers. Oh, hey, can you grab a you know a two five seven four or whatever it happens to be? I'm making up numbers here, so I apologize to anybody who works in the grocery industry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was an actual Star Wars number because I swear I heard somebody say a two seven four at one point during this whole thing. Two five seven. Two five seven. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but like it's the same. The point still stands. It's like you know where you're you're saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a five six five to the uh, two five seven when he actually means I'm gonna take this droid to the commissary you know so that, that uh, was kind of a nice oh and that and that <laughs> was such a good one when the number came out the guy in the elevator said yeah i don't think i'd be taking him to the commissary your armor's looking a little tight there trooper oh, God, yeah. Rex, 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 yeah. Rex looked like he was about ready to kill him oh <laughs> try your face You're right. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> chopper it was it was rex yeah, such a great scene. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, rate the episode right now and be done with it. Oh, man. Yeah, it was so great. And the, the whole the whole sneaking onto the ship felt very much like A New Hope with, you know, Luke and Han running around. You had very similar types of music. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Just well, the banter back and forth. Everything was just so, so good. But you almost, had, you, almost had the same, you almost had the same perspective when Kanan came in to get uh, Captain Soto and his and his squad when he took off the helmet. It was almost like, hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue. It's like, no, I'm Kanan. I'm here to rescue you guys. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, and then, and then, okay, I know we're jumping all over the place, but wasn't it cool when Ezra finally got away from his stormtrooper escorts? And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. He didn't hurt them. And he turns around and running around the corner, there's two stormtroopers. And he shoots him. Well, he didn't promise them. No, he didn't <laughs> promise them. But the thing, well, the, thing, the thing that cracked me up about it, once he figures out it's Kanan and Rex, Rex was like, you should have shot to kill. Yeah. What? <laughs> he said to Sonny, you should have used to kill in case it wasn't us. I loved how Rex was laughing. They were, he was oh, like, yeah. shot us. So upset, and Rex is like, Rex is loving it. Like, yeah, you should have you killed us. Yeah, way to go, kid. <laughs> oh, so great. And of course, you know, he tries to cover it up at first. Uh, like, oh, you guys were in this oh. huge firefight, and you saved me, oh. and, you know, you guys were so yeah. heroic, and then Chopper, because, you know, they, they didn't remember what happened, and then Chopper just shows the hologram of what actually <laughs> happened, and Cans like, you got to be kidding. You shot but me. then again, that's Chopper. Yeah. That's Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we're jumping all over the place. I'm sorry we're jumping no, all over no, the place. No, no, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's, that's about where we were. Well, that it was, was, it's pretty close. So uh, one more thing about the protocol codes and then we'll move on. The one thing that, that kind of um, I thought was interesting, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, is that uh, one, uh, Rex notes that he and Cody practically invented the emergency protocol codes back in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting that, that one, they um, they invented them. Wouldn't this be something that the, the Kaminoans would have instated or, or maybe someone higher up in the military? And two, you know, why haven't they changed the codes in 20 years? Well, because it's the Empire. Do you really think they're going to make a change that quick? If it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, Bingo. Yeah. Oh, and I think... <laughs> I, they have, I they have other things this. to focus on. This is, I think, one of those worlds where it's just, you know, like, the Kaminoans probably did invent a bunch of codes, and you get out to the real world and find out they are not a, a not particularly useful. No. They're missing a few steps. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Good point. Um, so anyway, one of my other favorite scenes now, we're, we're almost back to uh, that, that pr- the scene where Ezra shoots Rex and... Uh, Kanan, but right before that, we get this nice little sequence where Kanan and, and Rex are exiting the hangar bay, and they run into some other stormtroopers. And of course, Kanan uses the Force to mind trick these stormtroopers and let them pass. And you get this nice little banter between Rex and Kanan, where Rex is like, "Not bad, but I've seen better." Obviously, referring to Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Kanan decides he says, "Well, maybe I'll practice on you sometime." I I, I, I have. I've got to say, when it comes to this episode, and just as an overall thing, they must have had so much fun in the recording session putting this episode together because you could really tell that they really got along recording mm-hmm. these things. The dialogue was just spot on like, perfect I for this stuff. I would just watch a show with Kanan and, and, and Rex. <laughs> just just if it's, them, their adventures as stormtroopers. Like, that would be amazing. If it's written this way, I would totally watch it. Yeah, I would have so much fun. And I have to say, I love the animation of the Stormtroopers in this series, just in general. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
there's something I can't quite place my finger on it, but there's something about the animation that just looks so cool. Um, some 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 things like some of the the maybe like the humans, for example, in the in the episodes can occasionally look a little odd, or a little off, but the the stormtroopers <laughs> just look fantastic. Uh, I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed them, and I, I really liked seeing you know Kanan and and Rex. I keep wanting to say Kanan and Ezra, Kanan and Rex in their in their armor. So well done to the uh, animation team there, for sure. So, um, they, they, they rescue the rest of the crew. Cannon and Rex rescue uh, Sato. Um, and we get this, we get this sequence where, and I'm actually, realize I jumped a little bit further ahead uh, in our show notes, but we get this really great moment where Kanan, they finally start to work together, where Kanan is using the force to pull the stormtroopers out from around the corner. Oh, that and was Rex fun. Shoots them. So he like slides up from the corner and shoots them. It's fantastic. <laughs> that was. I fun. don't remember them doing that in the Clone Wars, but no, <laughs> no, they, they never did. It, so it's like a brand new trick, and ah. Oh. But, but it was of, also yeah. It was also fun to see one of those clone troopers as he was being pulled. It's like he's trying to fight himself mm-hmm. to go back. Yeah. You know, and he just couldn't do it. Exactly. And it ties in nicely with the, the end of the episode where Ezra tells them that they, they fight well together when they're not fighting each other. And how you mm-hmm. get how, how awesome Jedi and, and clones are together. But you see, that also tied into earlier, uh, something that we, we kind of passed over was, that's one of the reasons why Ezra went on this mission, is he got tired of Rex and Kanan always going after each other and arguing. That's why, you know what, this is why, you know, he, you know, he had to get away from this. And that's why he went on this mission to begin with. Right. Exactly. And, and, and you know, sometimes the argument, the arguments between Kanan and Rex get a little bit annoying, but you know what? I, mm-hmm. the, their dialogue is so good that despite well, in the this constant case, bickering, I think the constant bickering between uh, some of the other characters is more annoying than yes. uh, than Kanan and Rex. Kanan and Rex I actually really like. I, I think where the bickering gets more frustrating is like when you're talking about... Um, Maybe Zeb and Ezra or something. Yes, I was going to say that. It is funny, though, yeah. that Ezra is finally getting annoyed at Kanan and Rex when he argues with other people in the crew just as much. Pot calling the kettle black here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, to your point, William, the other thing I I really appreciate about this episode is before we get, like, Rex and Kanan, like, oh, we should, you know, tactics are important. No, you know, you know the will to fight is more important. And then that's kind of, like, they argue in the back, Ezra gets annoyed and leaves, and that's kind of it. Here, I liked that we they juxtaposed a lot more. So the scene that really struck me was, uh, you know, Kanan and Rex are trying to figure out how to approach these stormtroopers. And uh, Kanan's like, you know what, I'm like, stealth's not going to work here. I'm just going to shoot him. And he goes blasting. They start fighting. And then we immediately cut to a scene of Chopper rolling by a couple of stormtroopers and later revealing that, like, Ezra's hanging on to the side, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. stealthily trying to sneak by him. And it was just, it was so well done that it was just perfect. Yeah, and, and Ezra makes a neat comment where he, something about, I don't have it written down, but something about how, you know, he's going to be the bait because nobody ever notices droids. And so Chopper can right. sneak by mm-hmm. uh, and uh, disable the, the gravity, gravity well. Yeah, the gravity yeah. well. But, which looked, which looked kind of similar to what we saw in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. very much so. Everything yep. is. I mean, you, one could argue that they played on nostalgia almost too much, 
uh, based really? on how many how much references there were. But you know what? I think I actually really enjoyed it. You know, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't feel too much to me. I I've seen some complaints about it. Uh, you know, from from some fans where they're like, oh, it's too many references to the to a new hope. But I I personally really enjoyed it. If it stuck out like a sore thumb, it would have bothered me. But I really didn't think that if there was that many references, it didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I take this stuff over uh, the overabundance that there seems to be in Rebels of Macquarie stuff. <laughs> now, I I get some people like, oh, this is fantastic. It's old stuff that never got used. And, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that's fine. But... For a little while, it felt like there was almost too much. I was like, okay, guys, this is not an homage anymore. This is, like, just flat out the Macquarie show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I didn't notice it so much in being too much of a copy or a parallel to A New Hope. I, I think it feels more like that because we're getting closer to that era mm-hmm. in the first place. So mm. th- it's basically going to be... You know, a continuation from from the show into episode four. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. So, Rex and Kanan manage to rescue the rest of the crew, and then uh, you know Ezra does his thing. Well, I guess we'll get to Ezra in a moment, but uh, before I jump ahead of myself, we got a nice zero G whole... moment as well. A nice what? A nice zero G battle. Oh yeah, well. with Ezra and you know Chopper turns off the. Uh, the gravity, gravity well yeah. and hijinks ensue of course but i really like you know so rex and Kanan get pinned down while trying to rescue the officers and rux makes this horrible decision to stay behind and cover the rest of the crew at which point he's immediately stunned and oh. out he goes it's for the second time by the way it's oh. the second time he's stunned in this episode today yeah aaron yeah. as 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 the galaxy's biggest rex fan <laughs> um, <laughs> i think it's safe to say uh, were you as worried as I was when he offered to stay behind? I mean, I know. Yes. I guess if you really think about it, he's probably gonna be okay. But when he's oh. volunteered to stay behind, I was sure they were gonna kill him off. I was like, no, are they he, actually gonna yeah. do that? Are they, he's gonna be captured or killed. Yeah. Especially because, like, what two minutes before that, Kanan had been like, um. Uh, what, what does Kane say? Oh, I didn't expect to get this far with you as a partner, and mm-hmm. and Rex is like, "Oh, you're the you're not the first Jedi I've fought beside," and and then Kanan's like, "I'll be the last," and so I was like, "Oh no!" So so basically, <laughs> you thought they were saying their last goodbyes right then and there. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I was like, "All right, well, it's been fun." <laughs> because uh, I, I originally I wasn't even expecting Rex to be in Rebels in the first place, so. To have this, you know, this ongoing uh, adventures with him uh, past the Clone Wars has been just uh, ugh, amazing. So I was, just, I was very prepared to be like, oh, okay, well, it's over now. So yeah. yay. <laughs> I, I was wondering if they were going to use Rex as the, you know, the heartstring pull mm-hmm. to really underscore how terrible everything is. Uh, oh, I but think probably the not this soon. Rex. He's more of the advisor at this point. He doesn't have to be around anymore. I love that he is. I love it. But mm. there's nothing. He's not one of the main cast. There's nothing necessarily keeping him there. We know he's 
you know. Well, I I think this episode shows how much of it an assistant he is because he knows so much about the empire. Oh, he's valuable. Because he's valuable. His, yeah. oh, he's very valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, so but I think I'm, like I could also see them saying, well, he's not like okay. They won't kill off uh, Hera or Zeb, right? That I can't see them doing. At least not for a while. That's not it's not that kind of show. Um. You know, Ahsoka. I feel like they would. You know, they would have to be pretty special for her. Rex, I love, love, love Rex, but I could definitely see something happening. You know, to him to to maybe further the story or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was so worried, and that's the second time the show has made me concerned when uh, he was volunteering to stay behind as well. So, yep. Uh, in in uh, the second episode, I think, right, where where they all stay behind on, uh, not Abafar, but Silos. Uh, Silos. Thank you. And mm. uh, I thought he was he was a goner there as well. So very glad he's not. Mm-hmm. Okay, but don't you think at some point, unless they just whenever the show ends it will just end and you won't get any kind of conclusion to these characters but don't you think at some point we're going to have to see somebody in this crew go i i would be more i would expect more to see the uh ahsoka route where we see a character who chooses to go a different way mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah i can't see them killing off anybody at least not like the, the you know the sacrifice you go ahead i'll i'll sacrifice myself type thing Mm-hmm. Uh, which we get in you know more other shows. Well, yeah. Not, than, than, than Rebels. It's not, that's not that kind of show. So. But um, while Rex is not killed off, thankfully, he's just stunned, uh, we do get a sequence where he's he's brought in front of Admiral uh, Titus, and there's this very interesting scene where he tries to convert Rex, you know, back to the... bring Rex back to the Empire. And he, he basically... Um, well, they talk about how you know where Rex's loyalty is, and Rex is to the Republic, not the Empire. And Titus mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, I serve the order you put in place, Captain." And then he proceeds to offer him immunity and reinstatement at an Imperial training academy, so he can wear the armor and be proud again. Which yeah, was... ill-fitting armor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll give him a little bit you know bigger armor. So, okay, you know. <laughs> I'm sure or, the, or the average stormtrooper doesn't, doesn't have that size. They don't have like extra large and you know, or extra extra large in stock. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, <laughs> but so, 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 sorry to get rid of your train of thought here because I see where you're going with this, but you know, it's kind of funny. But anyway, Rex obviously declines, mm-hmm. and they bring in Doctor Ball. I mean, the day here is What? Oh. <laughs> wow. Remember? I, yes. Yep. Uh, so that's the name of the... The name of the torture droid, of course. Dr. Ball. And, uh, and Dr. Robot Ball. Dr. Ball. Yep. So. Naturally. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I thought that was uh, so. I always watch the show on uh, online through like Watch Disney XD, and so I don't I don't have commercial breaks. So it was this horrible scene of like the ball floating in, and then the door shut, and you hear Rex scream, 
and it fades to black. And then immediately fades back in. It's like, oh, Rex is doing okay. Never mind. Nothing nothing bad happening. Cool. Good to know. Well, I guess the commercial break, more time has passed compared to the internet to where no time has passed. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it's definitely a little on the rough side for Rex. But it does give Kanan his moment of truth where he get, chooses to go back for his friend, although I don't think he'd worry, uh, ever admit that, of course. No. no. So that was interesting, too, that he, he has gone from, you know, enemy to basically saying he's my friend, which I, which was nice. I, I appreciate that he was, he was able to call him his friend, not just, you know, someone on his team. He, Rex is Kanan's friend, despite whatever arguments they might have. Um, it was it was a nice a nice moment there, and then well, we get the scene where Ezra decides that you know he's gonna take out all the stormtroopers in the hallway. He's like, Nah, I got this, and proceeds to just like decimate them with his lightsaber, a blaster or his blaster lightsaber combo, uh, mm-hmm. and the force, which is really cool. It just shows how much he's learned. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. over the last you know season and a half. What I also found fun in this episode was Commander Sato was like, oh, okay, uh, come on, he's got this. You know, so he it's like yeah. Ezra proved himself to Commander Sato because I think Commander Sato was like, uh, yeah, you can do this. And Ezra did a good thing and proved himself. Yep. Certainly. He's definitely growing into the Jedi he's supposed to be. That he is, that he is. And then, so speaking of more amazing quips, so Kane, Rex is being tortured. Kanan ar- arrives on the bridge, and the Admiral looks at Rex and says, you know, you're going to die. No one will know or care. At which point, uh, you know, Kanan takes off his helmet for the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I care. And Rex is like, well, it's nice to know you care. And he's just like, just don't ruin this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Oh, my gosh. The one-liners in this episode are just amazing, just yeah. outstanding. Credit to you know uh, Matt McDevitt and the uh, and the cast mm-hmm. for for all the great great quotes. This is, I mean, between this one and the Hondo episode, those are some of the most quotable. Yes, episodes. I think so. So great. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm just this episode is fantastic. Um. I mean, nothing huge happens in the episode necessarily. It's it's a you know it's mostly about hey, there's this new ship, an interdictor. Let's go rescue Sato and Ezra, and then mm-hmm. leave. You know, nothing huge or galaxy changing happens, but it's just so well made that while it's not necessarily on the level of like a you know Mortis from the Clone Wars or um, uh, you know the Return of Darth Maul or something like that. Uh, it's still fantastic. It, it, it's one know. of those. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. I think it has pretty big implications because they just destroyed single-handedly like four. Well, okay, five, six. However many people were in that crew uh, from Commander Sato. Uh, okay. You know, they just destroyed this experimental top-secret ship and, 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 well, and two other ones as well mm-hmm. you know and one that is very capable of wreaking a lot of havoc and destruction on the rebels if they were to release it out in the you know the rest of the galaxy so that is an excellent point yeah it, it, it definitely yeah. had they definitely made an impact in this uh-huh. for sure 
I think there's there's not necessarily a huge reveal, or uh, oh, okay, or like well, a, oh my gosh, a, Darth Maul's back, or we're learning about the Force, or something like you know mind blowing like that. But uh, just in terms of like a awesome story, this was this was great. This was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you mentioned the the, the scene where they uh, they destroy the rest of the fleet. Um, I mean, basically, what happens is Kanan and Ezra hop in an escape pod. Uh, Sato flies away, uh, and with Ezra, sorry, Cannon and Rex hop into ski <laughs> pods, mm-hmm. and, um, and Sato flies away, uh, and and that's when we get Steve, Steven's favorite line of dialogue in the in the episode where yep. uh, we fire the gra- fire up <laughs> the gravity wells. Uh, I will say yeah, that it, it was, every it was... time the gravity wells were mentioned, I immediately thought of you, Steven. <laughs> I I do appreciate that. <laughs> It was. I, I think. I think they just overlooked something. It was just like you know. He he clipped his words when he said it. He did mean fire up, not fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I'm, 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 I'm as best as possible. Steven's not buying it. I'm, I'm uh, reaching I'm not here. Buying it, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reaching here. He's not okay. buying it. Uh, I thought I'd try. But there is this I one brief moment where it looks like Chopper's sabotage failed. And that they were not going to be able to get away because actually, um, you know, we see them start to jump in the hyperspace, and as they're entering hyperspace, that's when like it, it stops and their their ship starts to like turn, like it's you know being pulled back in, um, and uh, and it almost hits the the interdictor, and we see you know all the other ships that are closer to the interdictor um, collide. And just get this enormous, you know, collision with an explosion. Uh, really beautiful it was animation. A beautiful oh, explosion. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, just, I love that shot of the ship dragging along. I know, it, opening it up well, like, it's like a sardine It's peeling can. away the, it's peeling away like five or seven, you know, levels mm-hmm. of the interdictor <laughs> ship. That was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And of course, you know, the uh, the admiral escapes. And is picked up by uh, he ends up contacting Callus, and Callus is basically like, yeah, I told you so. I told you this kid was gonna be trouble. You didn't believe me, and uh, now you're paying the price. Now, you know, there's some sort of rivalry going on. I think I I fully expected a Callus moment from Callus when oh, he's just gonna be like, oh well, well let me just shoot you out of space because good job. Well, but, uh, oh, did Stephen Peel saw that one yeah. coming? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it. I actually... Okay, it's a lie. I actually was opening my mouth to say it when Tom took the joke. So, anyway. Um... <laughs> I was just... You know what? I, do, do you do you honestly... Do you think that Admiral is going to survive this? If Darth Vader was around, do you think he would survive inside that pod nope. to make it to the ship? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, he lost yeah. a bunch of... A bunch of resources at that point. And I'm yeah, pretty sure that ship was not cheap either. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, they got like 30 more of them coming off the factory and line. It was so. experimental. How many, how many more of them are still around? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing. Very curious. Yep. <sighs> Boy, this was a episode. Yeah, yeah. And then back at home, you know, the episode basically ends. So the the one odd thing I, I noticed about this episode is that the, it ends – I feel like it ended almost abruptly. You have Kanan mm. and Ezra saluting each other, and it just cuts to black. Kanan and Rex. 
So Cannon Rex. Darn it. <laughs> I told you I do that all the time. Cannon and Rex saluting each other. And, and you can see they've kind of made up and they really respect each other now. Um, and the episode ends. And it was a nice ending, but I, I it felt a little bit abrupt. And the beginning, I noticed also when you get the the uh, the opening theme with the Rebels logo, you don't get the normal theme, even the the season two mm-hmm. theme. It's more ominous, and yeah, and dark, like you know something's something bad's happening. They did that in the beginning with one of the other episodes, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was the first regular episode of season two. I think was when, when was when they did that. I actually want to go back now and see if. If they've been mostly using the the standard rebels theme or, or the what I like to call the season two theme. This one I wonder if it. Though. Yeah, I wonder if it has to do with the tone of the opening sequence. It could be. You know, if, if I've been if paying it, attention. No, go ahead. Sorry. Too triumphant would make sense if like they were just kidnapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it kind of sets the tone for the episode. Like, oh, they're in big trouble now. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like per episode. They either use the standard or there's something different with it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been picking up with these episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So with that, um, Aaron, you want to give us your thoughts, your final <laughs> thoughts on this episode? Here we go. Final thoughts. Uh, go with the ratings. Goodness. Yes. Um. Oh, this was so fun. I. Ugh, the writing was fantastic. The dialogue, just perfect deliveries, especially with the banter between Rex and uh, Kanan. Um, got to see a lot of growth between the two of them, a lot of uh, getting over each other's issues with the other um, while they're having to work together, which was hilarious and amazing at the same time. Uh, really appreciated all the little quips and blurbs about armor and how much it sucks. <laughs> And how terrible it is to look through those helmets, and it—that's that's really the reason why they they can't shoot. Um. <laughs> I think Rex proved that he had better aim when he threw the helmet. I know, <laughs> that was so good. Oh my gosh, just uh, so much fun. Uh, this is probably my second favorite episode this season so far. Which was your first? The return of Rex. Um. No, I think it was the the second half of that that arc on Celos. Okay. Um, what was that? Rise of the or um, Relics of the Old Republic? Yes. Or mm-hmm. that yep. one? Yeah. Yeah, so. that one. Yeah, that one definitely is favorite. Um, so uh, I could watch this one over and over and over again. I I think I might after we're finished with this. <laughs> so it was really, really, really good. Really loved it. Um, I would give it probably an eight. Womp Rats, 8 out of 10 Womp Rats. And my Womp Rats are going to um, get jettisoned from an escape pod, and uh, Chopper will use them for target practice. Wow! Because he is, he's a, have you noticed how much of a murder bot he is now? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's killed how many other droids, and now three ships full of Empire people, but yeah, so. He, he, he needs some target practice. <laughs> <sighs> Fantastic. Um, William, why don't you go next? Sure. So I, I really enjoyed this episode as well. Um, great banter. Like, like I said, I think I've already given most of my thoughts already. Um, 
you know, didn't didn't necessarily, you know, set you know move the story along uh, in a in a huge way, right? Not like not it's not a major episode from that standpoint, but it was a super super enjoyable episode. Did not feel like filler at all. Great dialogue, dialogue, great action. Um, loved Kanan and Rex, and uh, good job. Thank you, thank you, uh, <laughs> and just. A very very well done episode uh, all around I think so I'm gonna give this episode um, 8.5 I think uh, 8.5 Womp Rats out of 10 uh, I was kind of going back and forth uh, maybe going a little higher but I think 8.5 feels about right so uh, yeah uh, and my eight and a half Womp Rats I'm gonna give them all armor too you know some people dress up their dogs which to be honest I don't I don't get but um, in this case, Canon and uh, and Rex, actually Canon and Ezra, because I don't think Rex would, I don't think Rex would approve of this. Uh, they're gonna dress up the Womp Rats in Stormtrooper armor, uh, <laughs> little Womp Rat customized Stormtrooper armor. So I'll actually be kind to my Womp Rats this time. <laughs> okay, I, you know I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go next. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I, I'm. <laughs> I just I think I'm just gonna go next. I yeah, no comment, William. What? No, no. I just give you guys our day. That's okay. Love the episode. Everybody said enough about this episode. I think what makes this episode is literally the voice acting uh, between uh, Canon. Oh God, Freddie Prince Jr. and God help me with the name of the voice actor. D Baker. Thank you. Uh, 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 yeah, D Baker. Um, so anyway, I'm happy Sunday, people. So I have got to give this. I'm going to get. I'm taking this at a nine. I love this episode. This out of episodes that kind of feel like they're fillers in between, like a good story arc. This one did not feel like a filler, and if it was supposed to be that way, they really did it the best way to do it. So. I am taking my nine Womp Rats, and you know what, William, you took part of what I was going to do, because I was going to take my Womp Rats, also put them in armor, but I was going to make it too small and have them not go to the commissary, or I'm sorry, yeah, I was going to make the armor too small and then have uh, the, the, the Imperial officer say, you got to keep them away from the um, our, um, commissary so they go on a diet. So they can fit them. <laughs> you know what, yeah, nice. that is the lamest thing I have done with my Womp Rats, out of okay. all these seasons. I know. But you know what? I'm going to be nice to them in this episode because it was a fun episode. Okay. I think that's worthwhile. So, Steven. Yeah. We have an 8. We have an 8.5, which I mean, I could go to 9, but I'm going to leave 8.5. Tom, yeah. we got a 9. I, I have, Steven, I have to keep it in. Are you doing a 9.5? So, are you going to be the highest? No, I'm not going to be the highest. That uh, being said, I will be an 8.5, I think, as well. Ooh. I think So, Tom, I think you nailed it for me. What this episode was really about was... Kind of a filler episode, you know, not, I don't know if we're going to have any earth-shaking things happening after it, but it was, so in that, it's kind of a filler, but it was so well done, the dialogue was so well written, and it was just entertaining for the entire thing. Like, I can't help but enjoy it, so I, and it introduced one of my, well, I shouldn't say my favorite ship, but a ship I always appreciate from the old expanded universe, so I'm going to have to give it an 8.5. Fantastic. And what are you going to do with your Womp Rats? Oh, right. I have to do that. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I didn't have well, to tell you. Yeah. So, 
going to let you guys in on a little secret. Don't tell anyone. So you remember, at the beginning of this episode, they're searching for the missing patrol crew. That crew was a team of rebel Womp Rat operatives who were on a secret mission. Womp Rat spies. Womp Rat spies. I'm revealing things I probably shouldn't be talking about. Womp Rats are really just mini Bothans. You wonder about that Bothan spy nap episode. Womp Rats. Many Womp Rats died. Exactly. You know, then we should tell Riley about it because Riley always keeps saying at the end of his episodes, many Bothans died because of the Bothan report. We should tell him you should have been saying many Womp Rats died. It's the Womp Rat report. Yeah, it's the Womp Rat report. <laughs> okay. It was funny. We're probably taking the joke too far. Yeah, <laughs> so far. Beating anyway. A, being a dead Womp Rat at this point. Kill um... <laughs> would kill us right now. So coming up on Ion Cannon, we have Season 2, Episode 8, The Future of the Force. In this episode, the Rebels learn that the Inquisitors are seeking Force-sensitive children, and they work together to protect the young ones from the Inquisitors' pursuit. So we've got the return of the fifth brother and the seventh sister, and they're going after children uh, or younglings. Um, Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I'm curious. I had a thought this morning. I wonder if this is how they, you know, the fifth brother and the seventh sister, you know, maybe there there are five of them or seven sisters whatever it is uh and they have been kidnapped as children and raised as inquisitors and, and maybe they're mm-hmm. trying to recruit more inquisitors in this episode i don't know interesting theory okay well here didn't i was gonna didn't we try and speculate whatever happened to bear's ophi yep. wasn't that, that was on one of the episodes question, what happened to her some people thought right. that she was a seventh sister which is not true okay because i actually I was on Netflix recently, and I watched the four-part Ahsoka episode recently, and that had me Welcome wondering about if she happened to have been the uh, seventh sister. So I just wanted to throw that out there, because I guess that's not the case if it's been speculated or somehow brought out that it's not her. So yeah. how it ends up with these kids, and are they doing it in a different way than the Jedi? Because the Jedi would do the same thing. Because remember, the Jedi used to take the kids as well, not steal them. Right. That's but. a key point. And you could clearly see the mother in this case in the in the trailer that um, they showed at the end of it, Rebels Recon. She clearly did not mm-hmm. want her child being taken. Right. So I'm very, very curious to find out. Uh, this does air this week, so we have at least another week with, uh, with Rebels, which is awesome. Wonderful. So exciting. So do you think they're going to take a break when uh, when The Force Awakens shows up? Maybe take the week mm. before and the week after off? Or we get the tie-in episode. Yeah, see, I really hope we get a tie-in. They haven't they haven't really hinted anything like that yet, but Are we supposed to get a tie-in episode? Well, they haven't they haven't said anything, but I kind of hope we do. I think that'd be cool. It would be a great opportunity. Even if it's like really minor. Uh-huh. I think that would be so sweet. So who okay. Knows? Who knows? Yep. Yep. Thanks for coming on, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for inviting me again. I will always come on to discuss a Rex episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to come on for just Rex episodes. You can come on for any of the other ones. I, I mean, know. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're always welcome on this show. Always. Yeah, I just, my schedule is so 
wonky. I am never sure where I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for coming at the last I have, minute. Yeah, 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 no problem. I have a, a little bit of a project that uh, is kind of consuming me right now, but it will be done soon. Very cool. <laughs> Can't wait to that, see that one. And that's all I can say. <laughs> that's okay. Good luck with that. Exciting. It. Very cool. Well, thank you again for coming on. Uh, do you want to plug anything before you go? Um, go see Star Wars in December. Um, there might be some uh, familiar faces at your local theater. <laughs> cool. Oh, stormtroopers as well. Mm, maybe. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you later. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spinoff films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in contact with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production of fans, by fans, and is copyright 2015.